Welcome to Mom's Slate University podcast, and today I have a special guest, Miss Rachel Roth. She is the founder of Urban Skin RX, and I'm so excited to have her today. Hey, Rachel. Hi, how are you doing? I'm great. Thank you so much for taking time today to come on the podcast. So just um, for our viewers and our listeners, do you mind just giving us a brief overview of who you are and how we can follow you in your journey of motherhood? Oh, gosh, that's a loaded question. Um who I think I am changes, I feel like, every year. But um, for the last 20 years, I have been an entrepreneur. Um, I am the CEO and founder of Urban SkinRx, a inclusive clinical skincare line. Um, it's sold in a lot of different major retailers as well as um, on a website, urbanskinrx.com. I'm also proudly an esthetician of almost over 20 years. Nice. Um, I started my career by opening up a medical spa in Charlotte called Urban Skin Solutions and Weight Loss Center. And um, I sold that business two years ago, so I owned that for about 15 years, and now I just exclusively concentrate on running the skincare line. Also a mother of two, I have an 11-year-old little girl and a eight-month-old little boy, and soon (laughs) to be wife next month. Yes, oh my gosh, I, I will be honest, I saw your bridal shower on Instagram. It was so beautiful. Oh, thank so you. congratulations. It was beautiful, it I was, loved it. Ooh, the imagery, it was so beautiful. Thank so you. congratulations, and I'm so excited to see your wedding. If you do, feel free to show it on Instagram. I, or, we plan to, <laughs> you know, some, unfortunately, you know. <laughs> yeah, so, okay, well, we'll hop into the questions today. Um, so our first question is, if you had to share the lecture notes of your life briefly, what would they be? Lecture notes. Do you mind defining that a little bit further? Like, like things I took notes on. Like lessons let's say learned. Lessons learned. Because since it's Momsley University, you're going to teach us the course of your life today. Okay, the course so, of yeah. the <laughs> course of my life. Um, gosh, there would be so many notes. I'm very self-taught. Um, you know, I was not a marketing expert in businesses. You know, you can have a great idea. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, if you don't know how to market it, um, nobody's ever going to know about it. Right. You know, and so I think a lot of the beginning of my journey was really concentrating on how the mi- human mind worked. I was also a sociology major. Oh, nice. Um, and, you know, just really trying to figure out how to spread the word about what I thought was a life-changing service that I had to offer the world. You mm-hmm. know, I had so many friends and family that didn't feel beautiful in their skin, and the ones that had deeper pigment didn't really have anywhere to go. And so yeah. when I discovered that, I was like, gosh, I really wanted to figure out a way to help them. So I really educated myself on um treating a diverse array of skin tones which believe it or not especially 20 years ago the skincare industry was it was just (laughs) so not inclusive um still is not but it's like night and day compared to 20 years ago so those notes would be you know a lot of like initially ordering dermatology books on trying to teach myself deeper skin tones because i couldn't find that at school Mm -hmm. And then it became a lot of years of notes on marketing. <laughs> like, I mean, so many, I was like, marketing for dummies, you know, guerrilla marketing tactics. <laughs> yeah, like I was, 
always in, and this was like so before social media right. and when research really looked a different way, but I was always signing up for continuing edu- education classes. I'm a huge believer in continuing education classes. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess now where would my notes be? Gosh, where would my notes be now? Um, still marketing. It is so yeah. hard marketing right now. Mm-hmm. I feel like marketing was pretty consistent for a lot of years on how to grow brand awareness, like Mm -hmm. from a tactic perspective. And with the world of digital and then throwing the pandemic in there and just now social media, things are changing yearly. And so marketing is, there's a lot of pressure in the world of marketing, especially with the iOS privacy changes as well, really shift a lot of things. So um, yeah, when you're an entrepreneur, it's a lot about growing (laughs) your business and trying to stay relevant. Right. And just just getting in there and like you said learning teaching yourself self-taught youtube university sometimes so sorry i have something in my eye um i know that's a lot of business notes from a personal note perspective um i mean i've struggled a lot with self-esteem i think that's why i became an esthetician Mm -hmm. was i have always struggled with a lot of self-esteem issues from external self-esteem issues to internal self-esteem issues for a lot of different reasons and so there's been a lot of like work through the years I'm now 42 you know well I shouldn't put that I'm 42 in June me too I uh, turned 42 next month what's your birthday (laughs) June 17th okay we're so close I'm June 26th okay nice you're older than me (laughs) I am Um, but so there's been a lot of journey on trying to constantly better myself I'm somebody who does not want to stay average mm-hmm. or um stay that sounds terrible but I guess in my mind that's how I think of it yeah I, I, I want to rise above the crowd I want to be the best me I don't want any dysfunction in me to not be resolved and gotcha. be constantly bettering myself so yeah. a lot of notes on how to evolve I like that yeah how to evolve okay so that might lead us into this next question if your motherhood journey was a course what would the title be gosh there's two really different chapters to that course (laughs) (laughs) because I had my daughter um as a single mom like I brought her home from the hospital by myself Mm -hmm. and that was a very different course than my current situation gotcha. where I'm in a relationship yeah and um so the first one would be I don't know don't ignore red flags I, love, <laughs> I mean I'm so I'm so, <laughs> I'm so happy that I had her you know yeah. I, I I unfortunately have had to pay the price as well as her for ignoring red flags mm-hmm. um with that previous situation and as I evolved you know, that's harder sometimes to deal with. Like, what was I thinking? Yeah. You know, but I think I've just been the best mom that I can be. Exactly. And so that gets me through the hard times of like every kid is going to have their hurdles. I mean, just look at the world we're living in. You know, it's not really realistic to serve up your child a life of no adversity. Mm-hmm. And so, so true. teaching her the skills on how to deal with adversity. Um, I think will set her up for more success in this world. Um, and then, you know, where I'm at 
now I did not want to have another kid because the first situation was so traumatic for me. Gotcha. And I was really resistant and not happy to be pregnant. And during my pregnancy, I had a really hard time with it. And when he was a young infant, um, I immediately loved him to death, but still having a hard time with just that infancy stage. And I'm really excited to say that I'm so happy I had him. Like, you know, it, I was really resistant to that process. And now I'm just full blown, like obsessed (laughs) with him. Like, oh my gosh, I'm so happy that my journey led me back to having another baby. And, you know, God really knew what he was doing because he knew I deserved to experience it in a, a different, different way. Yes, yeah. that's what I was about to say, experiencing motherhood in a different light. Yeah. So that's awesome. Um, what would you say are just some of the cliff notes for, you can choose which course, or you can give a couple for each. Okay. What would be some cliff notes for your motherhood journey for those courses? Um, I would say having a preteen right now probably a lot of my advice is relevant to like being a girl mom of a preteen and even growing up prior to that I do think it is a lot about quality time I think when you're trying to juggle a lot especially as a working mom um I think making the most of the time that you do spend together rather than being feeling telling yourself you're around and you're there but you're not really concentrating on them you know, getting on their level, sitting on the floor, or putting your phone down. I think even an hour of really high-quality time yeah. can mean so much for a child. Um, also, consistency. I feel that consistency has made me feel less guilty as a mom Is and has raised a more secure child, whether yeah. or not that's a bedtime routine. It's just holding rules like to a standard and not wavering I think that's makes me feel like I have it together and shows in the child I think I think I totally agree with you so yeah that's some those are some good tips Um, after completing this said course what grade would you give yourself and why in the motherhood course yes your courses An A minus. Okay. I'll give myself an A minus. I look at my phone too much, you know, and I think I let her grow up a little bit too fast. She doesn't have social media. She doesn't have a phone. Mm -hmm. She does have an iPad and a MacBook that she operates damn near like a phone (laughs) um, without social media, except who knows what she's really sneaking on there. Um, But... She's been around a lot of grown-up conversation from being around so many girlfriends. You know, me as a single mom up until three years ago. And sometimes I'm like, she's just too grown for her age. Yeah, I get it. How old is your daughter? She's 11, but she's more like 13, 14. Okay. I mean, I could easily say 21, but I think (laughs) on a regular basis, about 13, 14. Okay. (laughs) My daughter is 14, so she – well, I'm sorry. She'll be 14 on the 22nd of June. And I'm just gearing up for, like, high school. And then my youngest is about to finish kindergarten. Mm. So I have Elle is my oldest. She's 14. Maverick is 10. Jagger is six. I mean, eight. And Axel is six. Gosh, that's so incredible. Four. That's amazing. <laughs> and it's K- wild. Kudos to you. That's insane. <laughs> it is insane. And speaking of having all those children, 
What do you do to relieve stress? I work out. Um, I go to Pilates. I go to the gym. I go on walks. I I don't know. I travel. I w- I'm always planning a vacation. Like yeah. I'm not vacationing constantly, but throwing myself into like always working on planning an eventual vacation. <laughs> <laughs> Makes my mind feel good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What was your latest vacation that, that I'm planning? Oh, that I went on or I'm planning? That you went on. Or your most memorable? Gosh, the last couple of years has been really different. It feels like I was pregnant and had a newborn for so long. Um, I've had a lot. Went to gr- I went to Aspen over Christmas, but mm-hmm. he he was still really colicky, so that wasn't great. Okay. Um, but my 40th, I went to Greece, which was, you know, six months before I got pregnant. And that was an incredible, I went to Greece and Croatia. And that was an incredible trip. Nice. Yes. Oh, man, I bet. I mean, I haven't been to Greece. It was amazing. Croatia. If you can figure out a way to avoid um, the crowds during, like, the high season. Yeah. Um, it really is an incredible place. Okay, that is on my list. I haven't been to Greece, but I've, I've traveled a lot. So, all right. What are some of your greatest grows and glows of motherhood? So just like the highs and the low, things that you grew from, what are some of your glows and grows of motherhood? I would say really holding out for the right man for my children, you know, Finding the willpower to leave a bad situation um, so that I would not set a bad example Mm -hmm. to my child. Um, I'm very proud of myself because I had a really long history of very toxic men in relationships. And finally, when I had her, I was like, okay, I can't do this to her. And I stuck to that. And some women don't ever get over being attracted to toxic men. So... And some some don't leave. Yep, and so I'm very proud of that. Um, I mean, in terms of goals, just concentrating on her more. You know, I still get really self-consumed with my own problems, my own work, and really making sure I give her that undivided attention. I mean, with my son, I'm doing giving him everything he could ever want, including (laughs) taking him up every time he cries (laughs) when I shouldn't. Like, I give him, you know, her, it's a different situation. Yeah, Yeah, it's a completely different because it was a different version of yourself, so. Yeah, but, you know, my son, we're perfect. Yeah. Yeah. My daughter, I mean, it's just more complicated. Yeah. You know, she can talk. (laughs) (laughs) And she grew up a little early. Mm -hmm. (laughs) What would you say is your parenting style? I'm loving, affectionate, hard on you, a bit of a perfectionist. Um, I think I'm like a mixed bag. I'm very quick to always say I love you, good night, great job. But then I'm also quick to be like really call you out. Um, I've never spanked my daughter. I've never felt like I've had to. I feel like she fears me without me ever having to put my hands on her or cuss at her. She knows when it gets to that point. Like, (laughs) there's things you love that are about to be taken away for quite a long time. I like that. Um, I've recently adapted to my kids. They can't 
they don't watch video games or they don't play video games or watch TV during the week. So Friday is like the day they look forward to. So now when they're arguing, I'm like, who wants an hour taken away? And yeah, they're totally. like, nobody. That no. stuff works. It does. Yeah, as long as you don't fold. It really works. You know, it you really have works. to show them. Yeah. yeah. I took away last year. She had just gotten so mouthy with me. And so I finally, after about warning her five or six times, I took away her iPad for six weeks and the TV in her room. I locked it in a huge safe in our garage and it was like, I'd done it a couple times for a weekend, and I was like, nope. She went through almost the whole summer without it. And she was like, can I use your phone to communicate with my friends? No, you should have thought about that Mm -hmm. when you were talking to me disrespectfully. Yeah. Oh, my God. I had one incident like that. Yes. I had an incident like that. Um, Elle, she has a cell phone. Um, So I took her cell phone because her math grade dropped. And I was like, your sole job is to be a student and get good grades. Why is your grade a 67? And mm-hmm. I was like, this is unacceptable. Yeah. So sh- I said, you won't get it back until it comes back up. Yeah. She was like, I have to wait the whole semester? I was like, yeah. You should have yeah. thought about that when you weren't doing your best or trying your hardest or asking for help. So I kept it and for an entire semester. I can't remember how long that is, but even her friends were invested in her getting her phone back, and she That's got awesome. an 87. And That's I was like, awesome. so this shows that you could have done this. You were just slacking. Yeah. She was like, I know. I'm sorry, Mommy. That's good. <laughs> so, yeah, you just have to really, like, if you're going to do it, like you said, stick to your guns. Um, share with us three missteps that you've made in your business or oh, your career. Only three? Yeah. <laughs> that you'll never, ever do again. <laughs> I want to say I would never take on a partner ever again. I've made huge partnership mistakes. Um, But I think that there's some really great partnerships out there. Mm -hmm. It's just, I don't know, maybe I probably never should again because I just am not great at picking them and construing (laughs) them, the structures of them. So, yeah, that's probably the most biggest mistakes I made um what else have I made that was pretty detrimental I don't know I mean it took me a while to become a good manager I could be a little bit condescending and impatient earlier in my younger days Mm -hmm. you know so really putting more effort in how to properly manage people there's just I mean they say know what you're good at, hire people to do the things you're not. But that's mm-hmm. not always realistic when you're bootstrapping a company and a yeah. leader has to manage somebody. Right. You know, so probably investing more into building out my leadership and management skills earlier on in my career. Also paying more attention to the numbers. I was am still today so obsessed with the creative side of like branding, yeah, marketing, product that. development that I don't think I really dove enough into the financial side of my company. And I think that I was not a a well-rounded enough CEO for a lot of years. Gotcha. Well, that's, I love your honesty in there. So think about your current workspace and tell me what you love about it or what can be improved. Oh gosh. (laughs) I mean, in terms of where I work, like my office, Mm -hmm. It could be your office. Yeah. I mean, I love our headquarters. Um, Right now, because our company expanded so much during the pandemic, we ended up going from 
a team that was all local mm -hmm. to expanding to all over the country. Wow. And so Congratulations. then we did remote work. And so we're kind of in this conundrum where we have all these people who live out of state who are allowed to work remote 24 seven. And then we have these people local in Charlotte and I built this headquarters. So I'm like, I don't want you guys all working <laughs> from home. Plus I love like the vibe of yeah. like get feeding that energy from each other. So we're in the office two days a week and remote two days a week in terms of about two-thirds of the company that lives in Charlotte. Um, but I like our headquarters. I mean, we have everything from a esthetician, oh, nice. um, like a spa um, room yeah. where we film content. And so I still get, like, you know, my esthetician filled, some of my estheticians that work for the company not doing services for money but answering customer service questions. Mm -hmm. um, They'll still practice on employees to keep up with their skill set for their license. Nice. Um, I don't know. It's a great, I think, creative space. Yeah, I it sounds like I'm going to have to come visit. It's, it's cute. <laughs> Can I come visit? Yes, of course. <laughs> okay. Nice. I would love to show, like, the behind the scenes. Um, what is one thing that you're deeply proud about in your life? One thing that I'm deeply proud of in my life. know I mean very very goal oriented and I don't listen to the naysayers I mean I do too much because it definitely messes with my head but I still move forward I think there's yeah. a lot of things about me that I don't always try to fit in which has been a gift and a yeah. curse yeah um and I do I'm very proud of making a difference in the category of skincare. You know, so much has changed since I've entered the space, and especially over the last three years with the Black Lives Matter movement, like retailers are really trying to bring a lot more inclusivity mm -hmm. into the category, and especially to like um, black owned brands, you know, Asian Pacific, Hispanic, yeah. and we don't fit into that category. Um, as being a minority owned company. But I am really proud of the work that we did to show the retailers that, hey, you need to um, value this consumer. Right. You know what I mean? Like, you need to stop ignoring them. And I think because of our success in the beginning, you know, we really proved that there was that demand there and now the space is really finally getting inclusive which was my goal it was nice. like this is an injustice and now you walk in to the retailers and you see so many more offerings it's not just urban skin arcs anymore yeah. you know it's so many different brands and now people also have the opportunity to invest back in their community by finding brands that are you know black owned mm -hmm. um so it, it is something that really makes me prideful um a lot of people have asked me you know how do you feel about all this competition now and because we were kind of one of the first for so right. many years and there is always an advantage of being the first um and of course as somebody who has a lot of financial responsibility there are days where i'm just like um do get nervous you know what I mean I'd be lying if I'm like oh this company looks like they're killing it you know <laughs> what I mean but yeah. there's more than enough for all of us and I, I'm proud of the work that we did yeah what would you say if you had to recommend your number one product that you would recommend for a consumer or a listener today 
I mean, the number one product everybody buys is the Even Tone Cleansing Bar. That's not my favorite product. Mm -hmm. um, I'll probably leave you with this. I think that the fundamentals to a good skincare regimen for most people mm -hmm. involve vitamin, a vitamin C morning in the morning, a vitamin C serum in the morning, mm -hmm. and a retinol in the evening, and sunblock and a good cleanser. Okay. Um, so I think if you don't have those components, you know, you're missing out. Yeah. Um, our Super C Brightening Serum is so popular. It's won a lot of awards. Our Retinol Rapid Repair and Dark Spot Treatment, very popular, very strong, so start slow. Um, so, yeah. Nice. Um, I agree with you. I do um, use uh, vitamin C, and I, I've just learned about retinol about maybe uh, two years ago. It's like, you're getting older, you need your retinol. I'm like, oh, okay, <laughs> let me try it. What so, is yeah. one quote that you live by daily? Oh, gosh, I need my phone for okay. that. And it's a really <laughs> long quote. Okay, read it. We're here for it. Okay, <laughs> I think it is such an important quote. Um, let me read it to you. So it, it's not, let me see if I can try to summarize it for you guys. I think it is so important for entrepreneurs. Um, yeah. It was by Theodore Roosevelt. Mm -hmm. And it's called The Man in the Arena. Okay. But I change it to The Woman in the Arena. I like it. And <laughs> I have dealt with so many haters. I mean, wow. it is, I was actually just talking to one of my best friends about it. Um, yeah, I mean, when you choose to go against the grain or you are successful, I mean, there's a lot of narratives that are mm -hmm. created about you, and it's hard. Um, yeah. So it goes, it is not the critic who counts, nor the woman who points out how the strong woman stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the woman who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust, sweat, and blood, who strives valiantly, who earns, who comes short again and again because there is no effort without error and shortcoming. But who does actually strive to do the deeds? Who knows great enthusiasm, the great devotions, who spent, who spends herself in a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if she fails, at least fails while daring greatly, so that her place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. Mm. That's a good one. Yeah, and it's just, you know, when you put yourself out there to yeah. do something big, I mean, even Michael Jordan talks about, like, you can't have success without failure. That's and, true. And, um, you know, when you put yourself out there, you're going to warrant a lot of opinions, mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> and at least you're the one doing it. That's you know, exactly. how relevant are these opinions? Like, I mean, one of my girlfriends told me, she was like, they've never even sold a roll of toilet paper. Like, why, <laughs> exactly. do, you why do you care? care? Yeah. <laughs> why do you care? You're killing it. So <laughs> I love the quote. I definitely will look it up so that I can have it and be sure to share it in, like, our stories when we have this episode launch. Oh, thank so you. thank you. That was a really good quote. Um, before you leave us, tell our listeners what your passion projects are or anything that you're currently working on. Passion projects. Yeah, I am um, – you know, venture starting to venture a little bit outside of skincare mm -hmm. into real estate, um, nice. which would probably involve a little bit of the hospitality business. Nice. I love hotels. Um, mm. I love making people feel good. 
there's nothing like waking up in a beautiful hotel room yes. that makes you happier. I feel the same way. Yeah. Some people are just like, I'm just there to sleep. And I'm like, no, I need the experience. Yes. I love the Four Seasons. I want a nice experience. I want to love, I want to be in those, that bed. And I just want to wake up and have a beautiful view. So I'm with you on that. Just like the experience for me. Yeah. And I mean, I'm always working hard in product development. Um, you know, we're always trying to figure out what from an innovation standpoint is missing from our line, missing from the skincare industry. Um, we're a brand that really doesn't try to chase, trace, chase trends. We're all about efficacy and things that work, but unfortunately people do like, you know, bright, shiny things, especially <laughs> Ulta and Target. You mm -hmm. know, they want to dangle nice, bright, shiny things in front of their customers, which makes sense, you know. Um, and so trying to bridge that gap between how do I stick to the morals of my business and only putting out things that work, but, yeah. you know, finding trends. So gotcha. I was working on that. Okay. Now, how would we find you to follow and to continue to follow your journey? Um, Urban Skin Founder. Although I might be changing my name to the Rachel Roth. So if by the time you see this, it's not it urban. Might, yeah, yeah, it might be the Rachel Roth. And I'll definitely have it tagged regardless of which one you have. So, yes, that'll be awesome. And it's so funny you said that um, the previous interview we had Majesty, which I know you know, and we talked about just evolving and going from using, like, your branding having certain names because she used to be more majestic and now she's majesty yeah. um, with her last name. And so I talked about, I used to be hanging with the Heralds and now I'm Exo Mika Harrell. And so if you do that, it makes sense. It must it's be all a about trend. That, <laughs> that must be a trend. <laughs> it's all about evolving. So I definitely understand. Yeah, it's very important to evolve. Yeah, so, all right, last question. Um, and the reason why I ask this question is because as moms, we're often in the car, we're kind of busy, we're driving. I personally love to listen to entire albums, but if you had to add one song to our Momslay mixtape, what would it be? What song are you currently vibing oh, gotcha. with? I was just listening to Two Chains um, mix. It was Can't Go for That. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, see, see you're, see, you're my person. I always have rap music. I feel like everyone else had like, um, different like mellow songs and I'm always like well I'm listening to Biggie <laughs> so yes I love it I'll definitely add it to the mixtape and thank you so much Rachel for your time today You're I look welcome. forward to our listeners tuning in and also viewing us and continuing to follow along with your journey thank you so much thank you okay bye bye